Hello. Welcome to the first day of the paradigm process. Why is being self-aware so important? Any kind of growth starts with self-awareness. Our goal in the first 12 chapters of the paradigm process is to help you get a deeper understanding of who you are. Every day this week, we're asking you a question. We'll discuss that question and you'll mull it over and try to come to an answer. People tend to wait for a big event to start asking themselves the right questions. We hear stories of people who say their life-threatening ordeals are the most valuable experiences of their lives. At Paradigm, we don't believe that learning and growing are exclusive to cataclysmic personal events. We believe that you can wire your brain to absorb, learn, and grow without having to suffer. Our process is focused on being prepared for both success and any obstacles that might be found on our paths. So if and when life throws you lemons, you not only have the juice ready, but the glasses and the sugar as well. At the end of awareness, we start to specialize in focus areas of your life. This first phase is concentrated on helping you have a better read on yourself and identifying your emotional identity patterns, your strengths and weaknesses, your tendencies and affinities, which patterns you're finding no longer serve you, and even some initial thoughts on how to break unhealthy patterns. If you already have a strong grasp on all these things, guess what? It never hurts to check back in with yourself. You never know, you might discover something new about who you are. While self-awareness is the first and most important step, we also want to take things a step further and identify our emotional patterns. More about that tomorrow. So let's dig a little deeper. What is self-awareness and where does the paradigm process fit in? At its core, self-awareness is about asking yourself questions and attempting to answer them as truthfully as possible. In doing so, you develop the ability to see yourself in an objective way. The goal is not endless self-analyzing, because beyond a certain point that becomes detrimental. Self-awareness is beneficial when it allows you to observe your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and accept them as they are right now. You may want to make different choices in the future. You may even hope to feel or think differently in the future. But however you find yourself right now is entirely okay. After grasping your own inner mechanics firmly, you'll start to understand other people and the events going on around you a lot better. You'll understand why they affect you, their impact on you, and most importantly, how to process them and make decisions that reflect you best. Self-awareness is about expanding your ability to learn and the way you think about learning. Becoming more self-aware is the first step to becoming a stronger, more deliberate person. As you become mentally and emotionally more resilient, you'll start to deal with the outside world much more effectively. Why? Because you'll have developed a process that allows you to absorb anything that comes your way, break it down into smaller pieces, learn from it, and use it to your advantage. Self-awareness allows you to observe any experience, positive, negative, or neutral, as a learning opportunity. We've found that the individuals who thrive are the ones that are able to convert misfortune into good luck. They emerge from experiences with new strengths. Learning and growing is not exclusive to times of crisis. In fact, if you've already been through a crisis, you'll remember how painful it was. Do you really need to go through it again to learn something new every time? We don't think so. This is where the paradigm process comes in. We found that the recipe for learning is curiosity, honesty, and a deliberate strategy that works for you. We bring you the most relevant questions that we believe will take you to the next step. Let me tell you a story. When I first moved back to London in 2014 for a master's program, after 10 years of studying and working abroad, 
My mother was also doing a move of her own within London. She was leaving her flat that she'd moved into after her divorce and moving further west. My sister, ever the dutiful daughter, helped her move. But I was tied up with all of the new school year kickoff events. A few months into the program, as I settled into student life again, my mother also settled into her new home. One Sunday, we'd all planned to meet there for dinner. My sister and I happened to arrive at the door at the exact same time. As I was about to ring the doorbell, she whipped out a key. She had her own key. I didn't. For me, the key was not only my sister's literal access to my mother's new home, but it also felt like a symbol of her inside access to my mum. And it made me feel like an outsider. To be even more transparent, this wasn't the only incident like this. It was just another in the series of a long list of our family dynamic. My sister and my mother were thick as thieves, and I wasn't really in the club. After the sadness I felt of feeling shut out, and my immediate reaction of taking it out on my sister and mother, I started wondering why this could be the case. At first, my thoughts were filled with emotions. Oh, she's just a bad mother. My sister is a suck-up. But then I started thinking more objectively about the part that I played in all of this. I started considering perspectives other than my own. I poured through all old emails and texts, and there seemed to be a common thread about the way she felt. She felt unappreciated at the gestures of love she'd made for me. She felt I was often emotionally turbulent. She felt I only saw my way. Maybe I wasn't a victim here. Maybe this dynamic was a product of the way I'd treated my mother while I was building my career abroad. Single-minded and self-centered, I lived for my work and myself. Could this have created resentment in her? Never feeling like a priority? Thinking about this, I realized that similar issues had been raised by multiple boyfriends. I wanted a better relationship with my mother and my loved ones. I wanted to be someone that my mother wanted to give a key to, someone that could be relied on to help. I had an intuition that something in me had to change. I wasn't sure if change was possible or what it would even entail, but I wanted to try. This was the start of my path to self-awareness and breaking negative emotional patterns. I began to reapply this approach to other conversations and relationships. I attempted to see people in a different light, trying to see and understand their perspective instead of just my own. Once I started doing that, a lot of things started to make more sense. I started to become more understanding and empathetic. Those objective questions that I asked myself are examples of self-awareness. Self-awareness allowed me to look at my own feelings, however difficult they were, understand them and how they affected me and others around me. The insights I took away are exactly why it's important. The best part about it was that as I became more and more aware, I could identify these situations immediately and quickly realize what was going on to make adjustments that I needed to. This is the secret to developing self-awareness. Asking yourself key questions rather than rushing to tell yourself the answer you'd like to be true. Allowing as much space as you can for honesty, however difficult that is. When you do this, you start to develop a deeper understanding of your own behaviors. Many of us have experienced similar stories. The difference in all of this is who manages to draw the lessons and improve for next time. See you tomorrow.